Join Unrivaled Thursday at the warehouse from 3 to 6 p.m. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Oh, tomorrow and it's Christmas season, you know what? It deserves two booms. Boom and boom! Sounds like avalanche control over there. Boom! And the snow comes tumbling down. Yeah, the story of my life is avalanche uncontrolled. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but it sounds crazy. Ready for recruiting day? The announcement of all the kids who may or may not play, may or may not transfer. Yeah, and then nobody announced Tavian Thomas, and he's the best running back, and he's going to go play in the NFL. <laughs> Waiting for the portal kids to come in later. <laughs> and I don't even remember any announcement. I just remember going to training camp, uh, their media availability, because they don't let you see anything anymore. It's changed dramatically over the years. And Kyle starts talking about him, McDonald, the running back coach. In fact, I knew so little about him. After, like, the fourth time of them talking about him, I said to McDonald something about Thompson, and he looked at me. I screwed it up. It's Thomas. <laughs> but I knew, no, I knew nothing about the kid. He did, he, he did come in late under the wire and mm. unknown. And the only thing he's coming in now is the end zone. End zone 20 <laughs> times. I know. Amazing. DJ and PK, it's time to welcome in our college football insider, Riley Jensen. He joins us right now on the Smart Rain guest line. Smart Rain state-of-the-art smart irrigation controller helps with first-class water management. Visit smartrain.net to learn how to save 30 to 50% on your commercial property's water costs. Or call 877-346-3333. Riley, good morning. Good morning, fellas. What's going on? Question of the day, Riley. What would a win in the Independence Bowl mean for BYU? The world. I, I think I think it means something to BYU if they actually like do what they're supposed to do, which is to go and like really take it to this team. But I don't think it means much otherwise, other than the personal pride that it takes to be a good football team like BYU is. You want to go and you want to take care of business, but I mean, most of the BYU fans that I'm talking to, and most, uh, I mean, they're not super excited about it, and I, and I kind of understand why. I mean, I, I feel like this is a team that deserved an opportunity to kind of showcase what they can do against a really good team. Nah, it's a nah. system. It's a system, man. What, what, did did they not showcase what they could do against the? Pac-12 champion? Did they not showcase what they could do against the Mountain West champion? They didn't do enough for you, Riley? You want more? When is enough enough, my good friend? And I call you my good friend because you are my good friend. Come on! 5-0 and against the Pac-12 and you want more? Can they ever satisfy you? That's the typical BYU thing. Whatever they do, it's not enough. Well, I'm here to put out a cease and desist order right now. You've been served. Well, I mean, I think it's kind of human nature, right? I mean, when you guys go into negotiations for your next contract, you want more. I mean, no, we all want more, right? No, I, we all want a little bit more. On Monday, I announced that I, I have agreed to a precedented contract. Not an unprecedented contract, but a precedented contract. I agreed to a, de- <laughs> I agreed to a deprecedented contract. No such word. Yeah. That's where you agree to a contract, and then you take uh, a whole bunch less later. Well, aren't you the of idiot? Of course you want. So am I. Listen, <laughs> listen, of course you want more. Of course... BYU fans want more. You want to, 
you want to go up against the best. I mean, it's part of the reason you play the game is to play against the best possible teams. And especially to me, if you're a BYU fan after last year going 11-1 and everybody talking about, well, it was the schedule, you know, you, your schedule was easy. And then you go and do this this year, and then they're like, yeah, here's the Independence Bowl. You're going to play against UAB. Oh, Riley, you where know? have I you mean, been? Come on, man. The world is about being a victim today. Everybody's a victim. Yes, and so I am. And so BYU can play victim. You get Everybody wants to be a victim. That's the world we live in today. So they're a I'm victim. I'm playing it for them. Right. I'm that, playing it for them. And it That's feeds into saying. them even better. So you got the Dennis Dodds or whomever of the national folks going out there. Yeah, they disrespected BYU. You actually get more publicity that way by being the victim. This is the way it works. Okay. Get with the times, okay. man. You know what? I do. You know what? I was actually like on a, on a text thread with my brothers the other day, and they're like, dude, you're so not cool. And I, you know what? <laughs> like, I almost started crying. I almost started crying. Like, I'm really not cool anymore. Like, I'm not, I'm not the, I'm, yeah. and, and then my brother like piled on and goes, yeah, and you're, you actually never were. And I, like, you know, I mean, I could play the victim too. <laughs> I, I can't relate to <laughs> not being cool. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Right. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, you're just, that, that's who you are. But I'm, you know, I mean, we all can play the victim if we want to. <laughs> yeah. So some system denied them. Screw the system and go win games and then send a bunch well, of guys to the NFL and get an unprecedented contract. Life is good in Provo. Quit well, kind of trying to make it sour. I think you're right. I think it is good because the Big 12's coming. And I can tell you this, and I know it's, uh, it feels weird to me that it's signing day because it was always in February when I was, when I was around, right? Is, yeah. is there are guys that signed with BYU today that I know for a fact decided to go to BYU instead of elsewhere because of the Big 12. And because BYU has proven what they can do on the field, and they're going to the Big 12, and they're going to land recruits that they didn't used to land. And I know, I know that everybody doesn't want to believe that, and everybody goes, well, we had a great independent schedule, and we were doing this and we were doing that. But it matters to these kids, just because it doesn't matter to a 47-year-old white guy from you know, Salt Lake City, Utah, doesn't mean that it doesn't matter to an 18-year-old big-time recruit. And he's going to have a chance to play in the Big 12. And so things are yeah. good. Yeah. And this will you. be one of the last times that they have to play against UAB in, you know, the Shreveport, Louisiana Bowl. Matters to a 47-year-old Egyptian, too. <laughs> Whoever it matters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm saying, who's that? What are we talking about? 47-year-old so I think, the, I think the key to this, though, is what makes you a really good team is winning games like this, even though they aren't exciting. Because the reason that they have back-to-back 11-win seasons if they win this is because they won a bunch of games like this. <laughs> Winning the big games, beating Utah is great, but two years ago they went 7-6, and six, they beat USC and Tennessee. And those are marquee wins, big-name programs, and that's great, but they lost to Toledo and South Florida and Hawaii. Again with the past. So they're 7-6 and six in Tennessee and 10-3. And, <laughs> and that's why their coaches aren't out saying... Three straight 10-win seasons, <laughs> which they would be saying <laughs> so, if they could. So they're losing recruits because of 2019. No, but they have one less cool thing to say because... It's all about the future. No, it's not about the past. 
Well, when you're out on the road saying we've won 22 games in the last two years, it is about the past. Because obviously, games are in the post. That people he knows for a fact, and Riley knows it for a fact, because it is a fact that they're signing because of the Big 12. Look forward, my friend. Blow off the past. You and I both know the coaches are going to say both those things. They're going to talk 22 wins. And they're going to talk. They can big talk 12. whatever they want, but Riley knows kids are signing because, because of, of the, the future. How in the world are we being lectured on positivity by DJ that, or by PK? That's what I want to know. Because DJ. it's about because how, it's how truth. Is that I am being lectured about positivity and not being surly and grumpy by PK. Oh, you could be positive and be grumpy. Believe me, I perfected it. (laughs) (laughs) Positive and grumpy. Yeah. That's awesome. That's the best of both, if you ask me. BYU fans (laughs) expecting to win at the Independence Bowl right after that game, 1.30 on ABC Saturday. 5.30, 5.30, it's your Aggies in Oregon State. Is Utah State going to pick up win number 11? Oh, man, I, I I hope so. I mean, I hope it's the team that showed up against San Diego State because that was impressive. And I think San Diego State is a team that's a good it's a good team to prepare for somebody like Oregon State who likes to run the ball, who likes to pound the rock, who likes to try and play good defense and good special teams. So I'm hoping that that was a good precursor to what Utah State can do. I think it's been a really, really, really great season. It's the first time I did not know this till I read it the other day. That made me it made me feel like wow, that's re- that's kind of an incredible stat. It's the first time that Utah State has played against a P5 team in a bowl game since the Gotham Bowl in 1961. I mean, it's been 60 years since they played against a P5 team in a bowl game. So it's a, it's a big deal. It, it's it's um, I know for a fact because I played against Oregon State when I was playing at Utah State, it's a big deal for the program. Like you feel that added like, hey, like this will be really good for us if we can beat a P5 team, if we can send a message that says that, that we belong in this situation, right? And so I think, I think that – there's two things that Utah State are going to have to overcome a little bit. One is they're playing in SoFi Stadium, which from all accounts is just incredible with a circular scoreboard and, and, and just a huge NFL stadium. They're playing against a Pac-12 team. I know it's not a team with as much reputation as normal, but it means a lot to the university and to the players on that team. So they've got to overcome a couple of things. I wouldn't be surprised if Utah State – starts out a little bit shaky and then they put something together and then it's a really really close game this weekend so i and i agree with you and i hope they win and all that and it's cool to go in there but i just don't get how the jimmy kimmel bowl means the world to utah state but the independence bowl means jack bleep to byu <laughs> i don't understand that <laughs> uh i mean maybe 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 it has to do with an opponent i mean i i think I think BYU fans would have been a little happier even if they would have gotten UTSA, which is, you know, an undefeated team. And we'll let the Aztecs handle them. Then UAB. Yeah, and, you know, and, and, and Oregon and, State lost to Colorado, and Colorado sucks. Come on. <laughs> but Oregon State beat Utah, and Utah's 
Won the conference. And they lost to Colorado. Listen. In 1904, Oregon State had a chance. They beat SC. They beat Notre Dame. They beat the Packers. But they lost to Chico State, Redlands, and UC Riverside. And that's why they weren't 10-3. and three. The positivity's gone. He's back, <laughs> Riley. <laughs> He went away for a minute, but he's back. You know what, PK? This is why PK is fun at parties, because you never know what you're going to get. PK's a box of chocolates? I remember that that year very well for Oregon State and Colorado. 1909? Was that your past life? Was your name name Bali Kinahan? Were you playing... Like minor league ball for the New York Yankees and loving like the 1909 season. I think I think you're right. It's it's playing a Pac-12 team and playing Oregon State. And the the thing that Cougar fans are probably going to talk about this year down the road when everything else fades to details. Hey, remember that year when they beat five Pac-12 teams? The Pac-12 teams are the ones people want to play, compare themselves to, look forward to playing, all of that. Yeah, and I, and I, I agree. You know, with I don't that. know necessarily. I don't necessarily think that it had to be a Pac-12 team. Oh, really? If BYU was playing a Pac-12 team now, wouldn't they? Everybody be talking about six and zero. They're already they're already claiming the Pac-12 championship. They want another one. They're already claiming the Mountain West Conference championship. They're already claiming the 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 Pac-12 championship. ACC beat Virginia. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, why don't why don't they why don't they play Big Sky from another conference? Yeah. <laughs> I think they would have won the big sky. Their consensus uh, winners of multiple conferences. It's like the AP and all the votes that determine if you're an All-American. The Cougars are an All-American. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> that makes a hell of a sense. It's a snow day. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I'm having a hard time keeping up. See, I'm not cool. My brothers were right. My brothers were right. It's a snow day. Come on, kids are off. It's a snow day, man. I remember when I was a kid. I used to turn on the radio, and I just would. Oh man, just and they would announce the schools and the school districts. And I went to St. Peter's and Booton Booton Township. Man, they would go first. Where Charlie Weiss is from, Booton. It's the town right next door, and they they'd be off, and you'd be waiting, you'd be agonizing to get to the S's, and then when they finally said it, and they said Saint Peter the Apostle Catholic School, you're off today. Yes. <laughs> my my wife rolled over this morning, and and she goes, she goes, no school today, and you know what my response was? What? Soft. <laughs> I don't. I honestly, I honestly, I I grew up in Logan, I, like until I was 14 years old. I do not remember a snow day. I do not remember one day being canceled, and it gets canceled all over the place. They're making my kids soft. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. We should have been to school today, and I would have given them a ride up, or I would have walked them up, or we would have found a way to get there and to study. This is soft. This is soft. So bugged about it. Yeah, I can't even believe how bugged I am right now. You can't even believe how bugged I am. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm glad I'm on the back half of my life. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? I mean, you don't even need a 25 for warranty. 
this this jewelry or this uh this this silverware has a twenty five year warranty and you're like, what the freak do I need that for? I mean that's what I have in my life right now. Do I <laughs> do I really need a 25-year warranty? What the freak do I need that for? You know, I'm not paying extra for warranties anymore. I'm done with that. I'm not even going to outlive it. And don't pass it on to your kids. Like Shaq said, he told his kids, we're not rich, I'm rich. <laughs> <laughs> right on, Shaq. <laughs> Actually, I don't think he understands how psychologically healthy that is on so many levels. <laughs> yeah, make him out there and get him to earn her own way, man. I had to do yeah, it. Man. I paid every freaking penny back of my student loan. Yeah, Phenabla. Speaking of money, Riley, before we let you go, you watched Tom Homo, the press. About your house? No, the press <laughs> conference with Kalani Sitake at BYU. Yeah. Do you feel like they're. They're in because it, it doesn't. I want to say they're all in because it's not like they're going to have the biggest budget in the conference and spend the most money and all that. But it seems clear Tom didn't want to say the numbers, but he was trying to let everybody know we've stepped up our game. We're going to be able to compete. And he says, and if we need to adapt, we'll adapt. So we're not at the top, but if we need to spend more down the road, we're going to figure that out too. So do you have confidence that the coaches are going to have everything they need? Well, I think. I, you just keep winning. If Kalani just keeps winning and doing what he's doing right now, like he's never going to have to worry about like, can I take care of my coaches? Can I take care of myself and my family? And I and I know that most people out there going, well, yeah. I mean, I'd love to have his salary. I'd never have to worry. But but you're talking about competing in a sphere where you could lose coaches. You 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 could look at another offer and go, man, that's great. So my my thought is is they're they're about as all in as they can be. Um, I don't think that's an easy conversation to go and like get more money when when we all know that that some of the some of the jobs at BYU are considered a calling, and so it's it's part calling, part getting paid, right? And so I'm just happy that that Kalani liked it enough to stay because I think he's got a good thing going, and I think me too changing the narrative about what you can do at BYU. And uh, I think for a long yep. time people have tried to say, well, we don't have this, we don't have that. Right. Well, it appears that they have what they need now. Yep. It appears. I agree. I agree. Yep, well said. So, And as long as it's enough for Kalani, then what do we care? Yeah, he, really. <laughs> he's, he's doing a great job. Yep, He's doing exactly. a great job. Well said again. Riley, as always, we appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Love talking to you guys. Uh, let me know when I can come on again and just jump from topic to topic to topic as fast as I can on a freaking snow day where we're all soft. Push-ups so at thanks. 8.30. Ready? Go. Get <laughs> out of bed. You think you're going to enjoy this day off? I got something to tell you. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Riley Jensen, our college oh, in fo- football insider, join us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Rondo Felberg. Former BYU athletic director will probably have a couple things to say about the Cougars' financial commitment to the football program. We'll talk with him coming up at 9.05 right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. This is Hanson Scotty.
Let's do it. The athletic director at the University of Utah, Mark Harling. I'm curious what the difference in financial impact a Rose Bowl is as compared to like an Armed Forces Bowl. Here's what I know to be true. It's not extra millions flowing into the athletic department in that way, but it's broader a, a lift to the entire university. That makes it such a special thing. I mean, on January 1, there'll be more people focused in on the brand of Utah, you know, maybe outside of the Final Four years ago um, on that day. And it's hard to put a value number on that, but uh, we're just most excited about all the energy surrounding the University of Utah. I mean, I think, guys, when this thing is said and done, we may have 60,000-plus fans based on some of the data I was looking at. We're going to be unbelievable in our representation of the game, and that's just so exciting. What kind of a show is this? Catch Hans Olsen and Scotty G every day from noon to 3 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com. I'll sing because he can't find the read. Take your time. (laughs) It's the fifth annual Black Friday sale. It's been extended through December at Davis Vision. Tired of glasses or contacts? Get LASIK now and save $1,400. There are limited spots available, so act now. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call 801-253-3080. That's Davis Vision. Man, I would drive through a blizzard to be able to come here and talk on the radio. (laughs) <laughs> you did drive through. <laughs> and then you go home and like your your family doesn't treat you like anybody and they don't care who you are. And then you you just drift out to nobody. Then you come on here and you get to just screw off and get paid for it. I mean, this is, this is bonanza here, man. And then get separation. You're oh, somebody. yeah. People yeah. want to talk to you at the golf course. I know. You're PK. What do you want to talk to me for? Uh, I'm not PK. I'm Pat. That's I'm PK it's, now. It's Pat. Yeah. <laughs> That's over there. Here I am. Right, but at the golf course, you're PK, and that's what I was talking about. No, I'm about. not. That's the point. I'm not. You are to them. <laughs> you might write Pat on your scorecard, but they I'm go. I'm just dude over there. You're PK. No, and I don't act near as nutso as I do here. But then the seventh hole, they figure it out. Yeah. And one guy says to my wife, man, is it me? So he doesn't He doesn't really like me? What's what's the deal? Yeah. So, what are you talking about? <laughs> He's here to play golf, man. Listen from 6 to 10 if you want the nutso. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That whack job. (laughs) All right, we just had Riley Jensen on, talking a little college football. It is signing day. So you think this is our last December signing day? They're going to change this. The coaching carousel was too crazy this year. Too many coaches fired midseason. Even if they don't, I don't think it's near as relevant. Because you, Kyle who has done the same thing the same way for 30 years. And really, if you know the guy, he's regimented, he's consistent, you know what you're getting from him every day of the week. It's just the Punctual way... Punctual to the minute. Oh, oh my gosh, yeah, absolutely. Boom, 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 his word is gold, blah, 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 blah. And asked him about signing day on Monday, and he's talking about how, well... You know, we're going to reserve a bunch of scholarships for these transfers. And, they, and he'd already got a couple. He got a tight end from Syracuse, right? Uh, I, think, uh, I think that's where it was. And he said, no, we've already got some good news, but I can't say what it is. Well, not, I mean, it's already out there on social media. Recruiting is out in the open now <clears throat> because they're, uh, Frothingham already said he's gone and, and the very good chance that the other two go to the NFL uh, because, I mean, they had a fin- – it's funny, man. For years, their tight ends were just – nobody's now that the stars of the offense it's crazy how it's changed and so you've got to save all these scholarships 
available for whomever. I mean, Thomas and Pledger, uh, two guys that that contributed significantly, and they had nothing to do with signing day. So signing day, even if they kept it the same, I think would reduce in the level of importance because why would you go for some? Now, there's some kids that you know are going to be bona, bona fide stars, but there's so few of them from high school to college, right? Why wouldn't you go with somebody who's already been there and you've got more legitimate tape on them and so forth? And so you have a much better idea because they've been at the college level f- from anywhere from one to four years. If for no other reason than their body's filled out, they've added that 10 to 15 pounds that we all add from the ages of 17, 18 to 19 and 20. I graduated high school June I was 17. I'd been 17 for six months. I weighed 140. Christmas, the next six months later, Mm -hmm. 170. (laughs) I put on the freshman 30. (laughs) But it was good weight. It was all good weight. Yeah. I was lifting. But it's, and, it's that age. You know, you're yeah, you're yeah, that yeah. age. You're going to do yeah. it. And plus two. You and you get, don't have to project anymore. Now you know what you're getting as Kids are way more, a lot of them, by and large, are way more focused, determined, uh, committed. They understand the maturity level uh, can be night and day difference in some of them and a lot of them. We've seen it, especially if they've had any form of any little trouble. And not necessarily trouble. doesn't have to be law trouble, but like obstacles. Whatever they might be, you know, Thomas has had a couple of word. obstacles. Yeah. And so now you talk to them. And just, if, it, if there's ever a time right where they track. think the dream might have died for whatever reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. Buried on a depth chart. That's all the obstacle it takes. That could like, be. That because could you, be. you've been the star. You were the star in junior high. You were the star in high school. All of a sudden you're buried on a depth chart. Wait, this may not work out for me. I mean, not everybody can be a Zach Moss and a Jalen Johnson who at 17, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. exactly, here's what it's going to be. This boom, 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 boom. I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And they get that done. Uh, you, that's great if that's the case. But... You know, let him have an opportunity to grow, and Thomas certainly has grown. Devontae Booker was a kid who had some trouble, and then got his got everything squared away. Comes to the Utes, was phenomenal, and is still is so still I'm, playing I'm, in the NFL. I'm with you on signing day isn't as important because you're going to get really important players in the transfer portal, but you can't get the whole team in the transfer portal. If you can, we don't know it because nobody's done that. No, yet. but you don't need the whole team. Because you've you already get, got because you get, guys. Right, and you get them on signing day. And even if you're right, even if you're, I don't know if this is a phrase, even if you're more than right, if you're more right than you know, and the transfer portal becomes even more important than you predict or speculate that it will now. Until coaches and ADs act on that, we're still going to have this coaching carousel where people are f- getting fired and quitting okay, in September, but, October, I, But I don't know that the rest of the why would Utah vote to want to change that? The, their consistency is part of their allure. So it sucks for you that you fired your coach or whatever, but Clay why Helton, should I have to pay for that? Clay Helton after week two and the whole season was just a get-through-it kind of deal. Let's yeah. just get through it. Utah kids, they know who they want, and they know that we want Utah, so the commitment is there. Boom, they sign. I don't know that it'll I'm, change. We're seeing the stuff on social media, Lander Barton, Ute through and through, the whole family, Utes through and through. I tried my best to swam. <laughs> <laughs> That's too mentally tough. They don't care what you think. <laughs> 
since the sixth grade, I've been working <laughs> on them. <laughs> well, my wife had them in class. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, so, it started back at Albion. <laughs> so they should... Uh, I don't know that I want it changed. Benefit from consistency and stability. Why should I be hurt? Why should I cater to a small percentage? Maybe they do. And I, I don't know how much it's going to change. I don't know. If you just look at it from the perspective of your school, but for the industry, is it good? I think the answer is no, and that is why it would change. Not because of anyone's school's interest. Yeah, but the kid can leave. So all you got to do is just not make that letter of intent binding then the first year. But give him the second he signs, or she, the second they sign, they become a free agent. Yeah, there's a lot of truth to that. (laughs) Well, that's what it should be. So if I sign a letter of intent today, I'm not bound unless you release me to go to your school in either January if I graduate early or in the summer. If I change my mind, because coaches can change their minds right up until when? Whenever. Literally. You were talking about how if a coach has a successful program and he wants somebody on his staff to succeed him, don't announce it in January. Announce it in Depending on your thing, if, June. You're, if you're football, you would announce it right. You'd announce yeah. it in June, July, August, so they're committed. If it's basketball, then you quit in October, and they're committed to that assistant coach. And there's a few examples of that out uh, there. North Carolina. And I think the coaches all know how to play it if they choose. Bronco chose not to. And he spoke. He's got a lot of loyalty to the athletic director. He clearly didn't want to put an athletic director in that, in that spot. But if he had wanted uh, Robert and I to get the job— he could have quit August 15th. <laughs> and Robert would have been the intern. And he would have had a year to show what he can do. Yeah, it's kind of dirty pool if you know you're going to do it. But uh, I get your point. It, it was because then you are telling a bunch of kids when you're recruiting them. And Bronco clearly didn't want to do that. You're telling, yeah, come play for me. And you know full well you're out the door on August 15th. So you can hand the job over to someone like, you know, your offensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes, is there a dirty pool angle to it? Sure. Could it be done? Of course. So all you got to do is just set up to allow the kid, if he wants to leave, so he, pre- he goes to spring ball, and the, and he's out. We've already seen that. Yeah. So let everybody go. Everyone's a free agent at all times. That's why I didn't get that excited that Kalani got a contract extension to 2027. That potentially is meaningless. But the raise for all the assistant coaches, well, the raise for him, but the raise for all the assistant coaches, a commitment to a recruiting budget, a commitment to facilities, a commitment to analysts, whatever they need to compete in the Big 12 to close the gap that we saw on the field when they played in Waco. Precisely. You look at the Big 12 and... Uh, you would include Cincinnati and, and the others, right? Because they're coming Houston, in, they're going UCF. to be your, they're going to be your competition. So you look at their athletic budgets. You do deep dives into those things. What do they've got? Uh, if I were those guys, I would, and they probably they've been to a lot of the places. You know, what are the facilities like? What what makes your program successful? And what can we do to get to that level? We see it at the pro level all the time. You know, that's why they take coaches from or even. It, college the same thing tommy lloyd gets that job because at arizona basketball because mark few is really successful right if they're pacific 
He doesn't get that job. That's <laughs> true story. You know what I mean? So you look at what's going on to make programs successful. So BYU does that. I have no idea if Kalani will be coaching at 2027 at BYU. I hope he does if that's what he wants. Whatever he wants is what I want for him. But that's a long way down the road. The most important thing is the commitment to the football program because if you want to compete against Baylor, Oklahoma State, and Kansas State and Iowa State, they've been good. And look at UCF and Cincinnati and Houston. All good programs. All have had moments, and it's not like it's 15, 20 years ago. They've all been very recent. Cincinnati is literally today. Houston had a fine season unto itself also. With that in mind, you need to be at that level. That's the excitement that I took from Friday because everybody now is essentially a free agent. The great thing about it is Kalani knows, unless he does something outrageous and cheats or whatever, that he's got this money coming in for the next, uh, what are we, seven, eight years away from that. And that's just our six or seven. And that's just awesome. That's great. And, and, and they need to benefit from that. And if you know, he can tell, uh, at least now, Kalani can tell people, I'm going to be here. You can go on a mission, gray shirt and red shirt, and I'm still going to be here. And that's comforting. But the reality of, let's check back in the start of the 2027 season, how many assistants are still there? You know, Maybe they are. That'd be awesome if they are. I get a Lavelle-like situation, keep the gang together year after year, after year after year. The majority of it, the crux yeah. of it, yeah. I don't know that that'll happen. Things change dramatically. I mean, look at Utah with these two hotshot quarterbacks from California, and neither of them take a freaking snap. They don't even take a snap. Can you believe that? Not one snap, and they're gone. Well, it's a good thing we didn't gamble on that because we would have bet against it, and we would have been wrong. So you want me to jump up and down today? One snap isn't too much to ask. One snap, <laughs> one snap and a blood against a big sky team. When you've got this four-game redshirt rule that you didn't used to have, you know, you Alex go. Smith took go. one snap at San Diego State. Ow, oh, they wasted a year of his eligibility. That we all went deal. nuts. It was a big deal. Hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> Everybody was talking about it. Nobody sat back and said, it doesn't matter. He's going to be the number one pick in the NFL in two years. He's going to leave a year of eligibility on the table. What would it matter if he left two? Funny. Nobody said that. None of us saw that coming. Right. Right. Well said. Let's go to the phones. Craig standing by. Craig, good morning. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, Craig. Snowy. Thanks for calling. Good, good. Hey, you know, admittedly, you're a Ute fan, grew up a BYU fan, uh, changed over with Bronco. But anyway, that's another story. But I just wanted to say, you know, I did some research on the teams that are going into the Big 12. And really, BYU needs to be more concerned with the facilities of the non-teams going in, the ones that are already there, the eight that are there, because they draw more. I mean, I was shocked. Cincinnati only pulls like... It was like twenty-five or thirty thousand per game. I mean, it was—they don't even fill their stadium, even though they've done what they've done. And I, t- I went back and looked at fifteen to nineteen. Looked at the average, uh, you know, attendance for the the four schools going in, including BYU, as well as uh, the the current eight. And they would average about four to five thousand fans less than the Pac-12 did in that same period. And it's not because of the new ones coming in. BYU is the only one that adds real value that way because the others aren't even drawing that much, and uh, their facilities are nothing compared to BYU. So if BYU wants to compare themselves to things, I wouldn't even worry about Cincinnati, Houston, or Central Florida. I would be looking at your Iowa State, who just upgraded their stadium a few years back, 
They sell out almost all the time. All of the ones that are currently in there right now are pushing about 55,000 fans, 50 to 55,000 fans per game. The new ones are pulling that down. Hmm. So BYU positions themselves well. They're going to be fine. Uh, they'll probably be right there at the top or next to the top in terms of attendance. Now they've got to pay for the coaches, their facilities with the locker rooms and all the stuff they've done. It's phenomenal. So really, I wouldn't even be concerned about that. Just get out there, recruit, play football. I hope the Cougars do well. Funner than heck to see what's happened with Utah this year. Uh, I'm out. Thank you. All right. Oh, there it is. He's out. But on our station, you're off. On Romy, you're out. Here, you're off. Romy. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, and, and I mean, it, it is funner than heck to see what Utah's done this year. I can't. I'm, I, I mean, that I'm going to write the game, the Rose Bowl, and I just might write this was funner than heck. Please do. <laughs> I'm begging you. If, if you go on attendance, yeah, BYU basketball and football, which is why I don't. They, they should have been in the power five the second they went independent but nevertheless it took it and here we are and and good for them but yeah they'll have all that stuff in their back pocket uh as far as that goes because they're going to be attendance wise that that's why bill self was talking about it at basketball media days and it's two years away he's got like 15 ncaa violations he's going to commit between now and then Good so he's cut back. Huh? Good point. <laughs> <laughs> he's going. He's going on. A, he's going on a violation diet. Right. I'm not having that third violation this morning. So, but they're already excited about coming here and playing before eighteen. Everybody wants to play in an atmosphere. It's got a ton of energy, and it feels like. And it's the students are rocking. Deal. Yeah. 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 All crowds are not created equal. That's true. For sure. 10,000 with people sitting in their hands waiting to be entertained versus 10,000 people who are up before the game going nuts, ready to entertain you. The U of A averages three deaths a season (laughs) (laughs) during their games. (laughs) Went there for an NCAA tournament. Snowbirds. Went there for an NCAA tournament, and Utah State was playing there. And, you know, the most of the crowd is going to be the locals, Uh, and you could really feel it. It was an old crowd waiting to be entertained. And when a million years ago, when I was calling UC Santa Barbara games, Uh, and they're going to Fresno, one of the assistant coaches said, I said, this is going to be a big crowd. He goes, easy crowd to handle. They sit there and they wait to be entertained. Uh, yeah. He says, there, there are places that have 4,000 people, but the students are up rocking, and it's yeah. way more intense. He says, you wait. And after the game, they go, what do you think? I said, that was the quietest 15,000 people I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> it was unbelievable. All right, Yuck. Are we giving stuff away now? Well, our illustrious, fearless leader, Scott Gerard, just texted me and said, hey, you got some jazz tickets. Give them away. Really? So we got a pair to give away right now. To see the Clippers tonight. Clippers tonight. Late game. You got to stay up past your bedtime. Eight o'clock. I will be staying gonna, past my bedtime. Gonna go till, <laughs> yeah, going to go till ten thirty. If you want to go see the Jazz and the Clippers tonight, Paul George is uh, questionable with an elbow issue, and Nick Batum, or as PK likes to say, Nick Batum, is uh, questionable with an ankle and. Surgery, or Serge Ibaka surgery. Serge Ibaka is in health and safety protocols, but so what? The Jazz are playing. That's a good nickname, Surgery Ibaka. <laughs> surgery Ibaka is still out. <laughs> Stumbled into something good there. Serge Ibaka is in health and safety protocols, but the Jazz, back at it after three days off. If you want to go, be caller 12 right now. 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. Call right now. Someone's going to the game. 
win, win, win. It's a win ticket Wednesday on the Zone Sports Network. It's a win ticket Wednesday right here. Win. Listen all day for the win ticket Wednesday sounder for your chance to win tickets. What? Who authorized that? To all the biggest concerts, games, and other great events here in the state of Utah. It's a win ticket Wednesday right here. Right here. Right here. Right here. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. (laughs) Okay, we got this planning. Heavy metal fans, this is the show for you. Got that playing in the background. Yeah, couldn't we come back with some metal? An oxymoron. There's no metal Christmas, is there? There's got to be metal Christmas. I don't know. Heavy metal fans, this show's for you. Kill Switch Engage is bringing their atonement tour to Salt Lake City at the Complex. Caller 12 right now. Win two tickets to see them March 2nd, 2022. Tickets available at LiveNation.com. There you go. The Complex. Caller 12. 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. Call right now. Two tickets to see Killswitch Engage on their atonement tour here in Salt Lake City. Right on. Jazz and Clippers tonight. Normally, we'd hype it up with stuff like, oh, playoff rematch. and run. You feeling it? Or are the Clippers going to be missing too many guys? I don't care about them. Uh, whoever they have or whoever they don't have, it's about the Jazz getting on a good streak because Golden State and the uh, Suns have separated themselves, and I want the Jazz to stay within shouting distance. And, you know, the Phoenix is playing. Well, they played without Booker. They got Aiton back last night. He had they a monster did. game. Um, and they and, got the win in OT. They needed him. And and Portland is just a struggling team, and they're without McCollum, and he's out for however long. So nice win. The Knicks, uh, the Warriors got them. I'm surprised they're making such a big deal about the three-point thing with, with Curry. It's a new stat. I know. It's it's not. It's not like there's 75 years of history behind that stat. Right. And they're going nuts. They stopped the game. I know. I was watching it. Uh, as I was he having did, my He tacos. did surpass a number set by a really good player. Well, but they're the, all going to be good. The, yeah. the, the, but Hornacek the, had no opportunity. The strategy of the game, the whole, yeah, I mean, it's night and day. Now, credit to Steph Curry. You know, he's revolutionized the game. He's a, one of the big reasons people look at it differently. I don't think he has. I don't, I don't know that he can revolutionize the game. Because if you, let's do what he does. Yeah, good yes. luck. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that while they won't do it exactly like him, shooting threes off the dribble, crossing people analytics. over. I think analytics. I don't know that it's feet. an individual. Sure. I but mean, you got Jay Crowder taking 10 a game and yep. he sucks. <laughs> True story. But guys are taking their 1,000 a day or whatever it is Joe Ingles But I think shoots. that was analytically driven. Not Steph Curry. Driven. Right, but look at what the Warriors are doing. It works. Analytics is a theory, but there it is in the flesh. It works. Yeah, now, you, you got players like that. You can't do it to that level and <laughs> get that. Anything get can that. work. If you wanted but to you just, think, we're just going to shoot nothing but two-pointers. You don't think Kevin Durant has changed his game in part because he looked at the Warriors and looked at Steph Curry? I think it's, a, I don't, but I don't know that it's Steph Curry. I think it's a whole, just... An encompassing thing. Well, it's not just one thing, so I'll give you that. But you know, the the tip of the 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 spear or whatever that is. He would be the last guy I would look toward. I, nobody can recreate what he's done. I disagree. To that level, nobody in the no. game today. Because don't if they could, they rec- would. Don't you think his record will get broken? 
Yes, because somebody will be shooting 10 threes at 19 years of age. Mitchell can break it. Right. It's like Steve Cleveland says when he goes to his grandkids' game. It's not just his grandkids. Everybody in the court is going out there at 10, 12, however old they are, and doing this off the dribble. That's where I think he's revolutionizing the game. Yes, he's altered the behavior. The game has been revolutionized. He didn't revolutionize it. Yes, he but he's he has a significant part, okay. and he has now the leading getting, part. Now we're, but he we're did getting not the, revolutionize the game. Okay, we're getting the, to the common ground. Yes, I had a prominent a AAU part. coach in Utah County in like twenty twenty or twenty thirteen twenty fourteen. Mm-hmm. Tell me, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Jimmer has. Created the crossover step back three. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to do it because Jimmer was the hottest thing going on. Yep, in the country, obviously locally, and he's and this guy's he's played at a played at a high level, coached, and he's telling me he's watching ten year olds thinking mm-hmm. everybody wants to be Jimmer. Kalani's talking about Zach Wilson, who's in Sports Illustrated, makes the throw that we joke about uh-huh. in um, uh, that uh, tri- tryout, our pro day last year, right? And he says he goes outside and his kid's trying to make it. So we all mimic. I had, yeah, I, I saw all that stuff growing up. You you, you mimicked whoever you saw. I, there was a kid played at L.A. Harbor College, which was a great baseball school, put guys into the, the big leagues in L.A., and I covered them. In fact, the coach was a BYU grad. And there was a kid named Ahern, and he modeled himself after Oral Hershiser to the point he walked off the mound, and he looked exactly like him. <laughs> it's like Tiger's kid it picking up the freaky. tee. It was like Thurl and Mr. Grinch. Yeah, yeah. He nailed it right <laughs> Thurl, there. Thurl, yeah. Thurl, mean one. And Thurl can do that, and that wasn't bad, but Thurl can do that. <laughs> and everybody models themselves after that. So I think that, yeah, that record will be broken. Of course it will be broken. And if Steph would have come in in the league – and did what he did at 20, he would have broken his own record. But I just, it's not a an NBA lifetime record. You know what I mean? I do. It's a 75-year-old league. And so if you score the most points in the history of the league and break, break Kareem's record. That's awesome. You, you've beaten everyone who ever played the game. But the three wasn't a rule until 40 years ago. It was... Really not shot accurately until 25 or 30, maybe 30 years ago. And it wasn't in volume until 15 years ago. And they doubled down on that in the last 10 years. And stopped the game? Yeah, but it's just part of the show. I mean, that's just like the circus has come to town and they're going to do it. I I get it. I'm I'm with you 100%. But also, if we'd talked about this yesterday morning, do you think they're stopping the game? Do you think they aren't? We both would have taken Yeah, they're stopping the game. And they have to have opportunities for him to hug his mother and father separately because they're not together? Right. The shots, they're not sitting together anymore. That's not not happening. They should add Larry Bird, Magic, Michael. Just make it a complete zoo. <laughs> Have the legends of the Bill Russell. Hey, I didn't shoot any threes, but you know what the heck? Well, he I'm a legend. Gone, he would have gone Mickey Mantle at the 40-40 if I'd have known that was a thing. Yeah, I mean, come on. I, I just thought it was overblown. As opposed to whoever catches Abdul, if in fact he does, that'd be awesome. Rondo Felberg, former BYU Athletic Director, joins us next to talk about the changes in the program as they move to the Big 12. Stay with us.